0: Hi, welcome to Air Graphics Podcast. My name is Ralph Kelly, the owner of Air Graphics Airbrushing and Caricatures. This week we have Gary Watts, formerly of Banner USA. Gary disappeared but now he's back. Let's find out what Gary's been up to.
1: Hey Ralph. Hey. Hey Gary. How you doing? I'm great,
0: man. Finally got you all here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't think anybody remembered me.
0: Man, I told you it was a couple of people
1: asked me about you. So yeah, you scary, said like man. five people. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So you been all right? I've been good. How about you? Oh,
0: we've
1: been great, man. We've been great. So yeah, I see your to? stuff every once in a while. It looks great. Oh, appreciate it thank you very much can you hear me really good yeah yeah okay, good. so what have you been up to um not much uh, got a got a real job um work at uh lancaster school district out here in california i am a uh, wait for it a painter
0: Oh wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, so classrooms and buildings need painting. I I do that. There's a few of us that take care of that. But oh. I like doing it. It's 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 a it's a fulfilling job with benefits and it pays a living wage. Yeah, it's a it's a honest living. Yeah, not that uh being self-employed is dishonest, but <laughs> Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So um do you still
1: have at all? Yeah, actually I do. I, I I dabble occasionally um with uh more with fine art kind of stuff. Um, and I kinda like doing you know like found objects. Pieces of metal. Hey you find a piece of metal, pound it out, and then glue it up to or bond it up to a couple of old pieces of wood and then I'll paint something on it. And right now I'm I'm I seem to be obsessed with koi fish. And I think I oh. I think I have one on my Facebook um profile or something. One of those things. So did you grind
0: it Huh? Did you grind it like um uh,
1: <clears throat> Yeah I did. I did grind it. Um I, I ground it and then I ended up covering up most of it. But uh I call them all experimental pieces. And they, they look good. One's hanging in my house. I got another one up on, on the easel out in the garage. So I do that. I did yeah, uh, heart, the heart, like the human heart. I've been painting pictures of the human heart. Uh cool.
0: I remember you used to do tiki. You guys had something with tiki, right? With, wait a minute,
1: who? Tiki, like the tiki bar. Can you do like a
0: tiki bar science or something? <laughs>
1: Oh shit! Oh man. The what? The tiki. Pinky. Pinky, tiki pinky bar. Can you hear me really good? I
0: don't yeah. I thought. I remember.
1: I thought it was you who was doing the tiki bar. Oh, the tiki. Yes, the tiki stuff. Oh, I love that crap. Yeah, that was my tiki phase. I still kind of do like like that stuff. I painted stuff on surfboards, and I still have a surfboard up in the garage. I I want to paint something on. Um. Although, that one's probably going to end up being Frida Kahlo on a surfboard. On a surfboard. <laughs> no, no, no. Something like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I I think I painted a whole bunch of them on banners. And I did them uh, horizontally instead of vertically. No, I did them vertically instead of horizontally. And... Uh, um, I posted them up around my backyard at the time, and I had a had a big tiki luau party. It was it was pretty cool, but yeah, I like doing those things. And I think I only sold maybe one of those. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I remember we
0: used to um, we used to uh, uh do them on, on the thing. Yeah. So have you um been affected by? Well, I guess since you work in the school district, you have been affected by COVID, right?
1: No, not not so much. We. When, when the COVID thing started, everybody was out for, I think, two weeks. And um, we ended up coming back because, because I work in maintenance. Um, and our custodians had to come back because they had to um, disinfect rooms. And offices and stuff like that. So that was that was like you know we were in crisis mode, and we ended up coming back. And actually, for us, it was kind of a good thing because we have like during the summer we have large scale projects that we do, and the COVID thing was kind of a kind of helpful for us. Um, because it extended our summer. We could we could work on these larger projects. You know, school may need painting. We could paint the whole school rather than paint just sections of it. So it it wasn't that bad. Now, I did, you know, my wife and I thought, hey, <laughs> a fun thing to do on a Saturday afternoon would be to go and get a coronavirus test, right? Hey, let go have a swab stuck up our nose. Okay, so we went out to the local... Um, testing site had a swab stuck up our nose and uh hers came back negative mine came back positive
0: oh boy yeah so
1: i had to tell my supervisor um guess what and he (laughs) he says well you know what you got to do you have to leave and i was quarantined for 14 days
0: so you were asymptomatic. I was asymptomatic. Feel, didn't no I symptoms. didn't have
1: any symptoms. So, did coronavirus affect me? No. <laughs> no, not, not at all. all. And the nice thing was that you know, since I had a a real regular job, I was still paid for those fourteen days. So it was, it wasn't that bad at all.
0: No. Uh, yeah. I I've, I've, I've physically had it. I had it too. Oh, Yo, you
1: me. did have it actually. I,
0: yeah, I had
1: to, I had the
0: symptoms and everything. Oh wow! But when I took when my test came, finally came back, I was I was over it and I was fine. And then I got the, the positive results. So then I still had to, after I was fine, I still had. Now to, did they quarant- quarantine?
1: The- did they quarantine you in your area? I think the crazy
0: part of it was is that I got a phone call saying that I was positive. My wife got her came back negative, kind of like yours. Yeah, but I had the symptoms. And I've never heard anything else from anybody else about it. I retested and got you know, the negative reading, but after I got it I I was expecting somebody to come to the house and all the little tie baked and yeah. You know, make, telling me make I, I heard nothing else
1: from nobody. Yeah, we uh, where where I'm at here in California I live in Kern County, which is right on the edge of uh Bumfuck Egypt. I mean I'm I'm no. <laughs> I'm near the I'm I guess I I guess technically I'm in the Mojave Desert and I'm just outside of Los Angeles County and Kern County called and they said, um, you need to quarantine, and we're gonna be calling every couple of days, every two days actually, to um see how you're doing. And and they did. And uh that I mean I quarantined for 14 days. And then the funny thing was my wife came back negative but because she was in the house with a positive person. She had to quarantine after my 14 days. And they, <clears throat> they started calling her to make sure that she was still quarantining. Now, she's a teacher.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: she was home anyways. And they didn't, I think, no, they didn't do the virtual teaching yet. They're doing it now. But... So she was home anyways. So it wasn't that big of a deal for us.
0: Yeah, um, my daughter's a teacher. I think they have her, they have her in classrooms. Yeah. Right now They were working for a while and
1: now they're in classrooms. Oh, wait a minute, they are in classrooms now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Here in Texas, my, it's in classroom right
0: now. Yeah, they, But I think somebody... They're... Oh, sorry. No, wait.
1: They're not, they're doing virtual. So my wife teaches from home now. So,
0: so she get to see all the crazy, the uh, crazy videos of people walking. Yes, by
1: God, I got stories. She said that one of the one of her one of her teachers said that she could hear a parent call on the phone to complain about her. Would call the school. She would call the school to complain about her. And how she was teaching, oh, yeah. Wow. So that was kind of strange. And yes, you can that's you great. you can hear everything. It's hard to get the parents to understand that. You know, you walk by in your underwear, the teacher can see you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a funny video here where the superintendent uh giving instructions to the teacher, don't be smoking blood. yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's
0: crazy. So, uh, well, I guess I asked you where you're located, but um, and now I know what kind of work you're doing since you disappeared. Um, so, uh, when did you, let's talk about Banner USA. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people know you yes. from that. I actually have, I actually have a banner that I bought. From oh, yeah, one of the blanks. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I still have, I still, I it, I still have it. Oh, wow. So, how did uh, did did you start Banner USA or okay. You, you worked so
1: it? banners USA was not. I didn't. It was sort of. Uh, I didn't start it. So, I painted banners. I used to go to the local fabric stores, in the area, in my area, and I would buy up every um, every bit of felt and i and i was sewing them myself and i realized there was a a fabric store locally that had pre-sewn banners and well yeah they had pre-sewn banners out here in california it was it was kind of a big thing moms used to make their own team banners and they started working didn't have time to do it so um they simplified this fabric store chain. It was a small chain of fabric stores simplified the banner process because the store managers would hear them saying, Oh, they hated sewing the, the pole pockets on the banners. And so the guys that owned the chain created um a banner with pull pockets in it. So all you had to do was go and buy the banners had pull pockets pre-sewn in it. And I started buying them also. I would I'd go in and buy up all the white banners I could. I think gray and even light blue I'd buy. And um, the the insert in the banner said Banners USA. And it had a phone number um, of a place in huntington beach and i'm thinking this is bullshit i want to buy these wholesale so i <clears throat> i called the number or no they didn't even have a phone number they had an address and i wrote a letter and i put it oh, what? this was pre-internet so wrote a letter put it in the mail and waited and i sent a picture of a banner that i did i said hey i do these banners i want to buy these from you wholesale and um, this guy calls back and says well hey i'll give you a bunch of banners for free if you paint me a couple of banners because i want to change our package insert to a color package insert i said okay fine and i went down to huntington i drove all the way down to huntington beach which is like an hour from where i was living and uh went and talked to this guy and i and i uh he gave me a couple of banners i took them home i painted them and brought them back and they ended up on his package insert and somewhere in between we were talking he and i were talking this guy's name is bob um bob and i were talking about you know doing banners you know banners you know hey if i bob says can if i give you orders for banners can you paint them i said yeah sure and anyways he come come to find out he wanted to get out he was turns out that this banners usa was like a a side company to the fabric store and he co-owned all of these fabric stores and he would contract out to sewers to sew the banners, but they put them in their stores as this product from Banners USA. Well, he wanted out of the fabric business. And um, I think one soccer season, we did a bunch, he gave me a bunch of orders for banners and I did them and, and uh, he thought, you know, we could turn this into a business. And I said, yeah, no shit, I'm doing it right now. And so he's, he's, he, uh, fast forward, he had the money to get us into a shop, a small shop in Huntington Beach. And then we just started selling, we started selling banners. We had to go to team mom meetings and we had to go to, uh, we did trade shows too, I think for soccer, uh, AYSO soccer. And just started, and this was pre internet, just you know, printing flyers and handing flyers out and doing trade shows and stuff like that. And uh, all of a sudden it just blew yeah. up. It was out here in California, yeah. it was Action Art and Banners USA. You remember, remember Action remember. Art?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know I don't, I don't like the
0: baby. I like the, like the dogs, Yeah. I don't
1: like, I don't like the so, we were, we were the only two. So, and the guy that was painting for Action Art, Art, was uh, Michael Goddard, G-O-D-A-R-D. Michael Goddard, yeah. and he's now famous for the paintings with the little olives and the martini glasses, the animated olives. Have you seen those?
0: Yeah, yeah. I used to see when I—I I think the first time I went
1: to Vegas, he had like a little. Yeah, he's got gallery. galleries. Uh, yeah, so he was painting banners. That's what he was doing, and him and his wife at the time were—they were action art, and so we were kind of in competition with them. And I—and I, and I think—and they, for the, for the moment, they were the only thing going, the only big banner producer, and. um so there was kind of a void in that area. You had little guys painting out of their garage. We and we used to um, call them garage jockeys. Yeah, the garage jockeys are painting banners and taking our business. And uh, so, and you know, fast forward, you know, twenty years or whatever, and I'm a garage jockey too. Yeah, I'm a
0: uh, i am I... a... I, I figured I I
1: mean I started doing it but um like yeah. I, everybody is in the airbrush but, business. They start out in their garage and so anyways, so Bob and I started the yeah, that was, Bob had the name. He had the name and he had the money to, to get us going and he got us going and um we eventually moved to a larger location and I hired I ne- I needed to hire you know more help, we were getting. I mean, we were growing like I think he said 40% every year. Our sales grew 40% every year. I mean, it was crazy.
0: I remember y'all used to have like, uh,
1: y'all used to hire like, yeah, of people yeah, for the season, right? I and think ultimately, we we I started out with um, Steve Bray. Um, he's uh, fast team banners right now, and yeah, uh, I hired him, and we got along really well. Um, we're still friends to this day, and he was—he um, owned the 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 airbrush shop at Six Flags, and he had artists, and he was kind of instrumental in growing banners usa name he loaned me artists to come down and paint so initially it was maybe five or six artists and um they uh they would come down and paint for baseball season and soccer season and then all of a sudden it just it grew and i'm like where the hell am i going to get artists and um pat gaines started the w and I'm and it just like cringed at the thought of um, joining a forum. You know, it's just God, I don't want to do that. And I thought, okay, I got to do it. I got to, I got to, I got to participate. I can't just come on and say, hey, I'm hiring people. Hey, you know, because people are like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Get out of here, you wacko. So. I you know we got on the, I got on the WCA forum and I started contributing. And I actually I really enjoyed it. I mean I give props to to Pat for for starting that thing up. And uh, he uh, actually now Steve went and worked for Pat Gaines for Christmas um, back in. I don't know if it's back in Missouri or back in one, one of his mall shops way back when. And he met a guy named Phil Julo. Um, Phil Julo, and he does, I don't think he likes this, but I call him the traveling gnome. But if you and if you look at him, he's got the mustache and the beard, and all you need to do is put a red hat on him, and he looks like the traveling gnome. <laughs> Anyways, he worked with Phil Julo. And Phil Julo had been doing, I guess, some of Pat's Christmas stores <clears throat> and malls for a couple of years. And so Steve says, hey, hire Phil Julo. Boy, he'll pump out those banners like crazy. And so I did. And Phil did. And I got to thank Phil because he went back and mm-hmm. talked to to Pat and told him, oh, I went and did this banner thing in California. And, Man, I made a lot of money. I mean, some of these guys were making... Um, I don't know what Phil made through his first year, but some of the guys they were doing like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in like a two month period. I mean, we were pumping them out. And so, after Phil came back and told Pat Gaines, you know what a what a money maker this banner thing was. Um, Pat Gaines once Pat Gaines endorsed banners usa i had all kinds of artists wanting to come work for us thanks pat um so we got guys like eddie hicks jeff copeland um um rocky Housden, the uh the, the the six foot three airbrusher i had to actually raise his easel up because he he couldn't bend i mean six foot three he just couldn't bend over to paint banners all damn day um who else um tried to get Kent Lind he kind of made a promise to come out and work but I think he had other other things going um but a lot of oh Joni Swanson came out um and worked and I'm sure if uh uh, Becky uh what's her name Becky Townsend was around I probably would have hired her to come out and work too But it was crazy. We eventually had 17 artists working there. Um, So I remember seeing a a picture of
0: it. Who, y'all had to draw it for y'all?
1: The system that I set up was um, projectors. I had, um, in the end I had one, two, three, four, I had like six projectors and I had a large room and I divided the room up and I had what we called sketch artists. The order would come in. Um, We had somebody sitting at a computer, which was probably me at the time. And I would type up the names on the computer and load them into PowerPoint, print out the names, cut them up, attach them to the work order. And then I had, we had ultimately, um, how many designs did we have? We had several hundred designs and I built these special racks that would hold design cards. Every design had a number, and the design was uh, put in alphabetical order, on or numerical order. I'm sorry, numerical order on these design racks. And these six, eight, maybe there. I think I had like twelve feet of these designs. All the designs were on. Basically, they were like on three by five cards. And in the off-season, that's what we would do, is we would print up new designs um, that we'd get or draw, and we would give them a design number, and we would file them in our design racks. So We had 12 feet of designs, and our sketch artists would come in, they'd check, oh, the customer chose this design number, they would go over, they would pull that design number, attach it to the work order. They'd go into the sketch room with a pile of uh, uh, work orders, and they had piles of banners on the floor. They'd tack a banner up, put the team name in, and I had a set. Um, I had a set way I wanted the designs to go on, and there's good and bad things to that. Um, You could put the design on the right, the left, or in the middle. Put the team name on the right, left, or middle. Depending on, you know, if it was a soccer player kicking a ball, you could, you know, you don't want it on the wrong side kicking into nowhere. Um, The sketch artist, all they had to do was put the team name in, project it up, and draw it on i had woodless graphite that i used to to do that and put the design in pop the design in the, in the projector and, and the, sketch it on it took a bit of training but you could train you know somebody pretty quickly to do that and some of the guys got pretty fast i mean there were some of them were producing you know 100 100 banners a day and uh, they'd fold it up with the work order. It'd go out on a work table, and the artist would grab it, put it up, paint it. That's crazy. I, I remember
0: seeing that, too. I remember, um, but you know, there's a, um, I think his pad got a site where he's posting, like, old shots and, like, shots set up. So, you know, it would be really cool if you had, like, a bunch of. Old I got to yeah, I'm going to have
1: to look for that. You know, I... I still have the original projector that I designed. I mean, so the projector that we used was like a custom build and my dad built it and it was made out of a, um, a uh, drafting machine. And it, it had a, lead weighted counterbalance in it. So he took this, it's it's hard to explain. Basically it's an aluminum extrusion or an aluminum tube that we propped upright, mounted it to a rolling chair base um, and attached the projector to it. And the drafting machine carriage that rolled inside this, aluminum extrusion had like a braking system on it so you could roll that thing it just floated up and down you could roll that thing up and down and roll it back and forth on those on the wheels and nobody ever made they didn't have those then I don't even think they have them now but um, my dad and I actually put together I think six of them and um, when I ended up leaving Banners USA I think I sold off um, all of them except for one, and I still have the original one that my dad and I built. Um, I wish I had a, I got a picture of it somewhere. I'll have to post a picture of it. up. Uh, uh. Yeah, like, like I said, I think some.
0: Uh, gets a, it's a website or something, uh, I mean, not a website, it's a Facebook page, and they, they're posting up like a bunch of old, I think Tom posted up some old like yeah. setups. So okay, that's cool let me see, see I'll, like, I'll have uh, to see if I
1: can find some you know, stuff like that.
0: So how do you feel about did did the, did the I guess now it's the digital banner age. I used to do like unlike y'all. I guess I yeah. I, I, don't know that, I think y'all idea, but, but I banners here and um I, it's kind of fallen off. I used to do like a bunch of banners, but now it's like it's not as it's sporadic. now if, if it was, so right people now are moving towards the digital banner. So that's
1: the digital, we actually, I used to joke with uh, m- uh, my artists in the shop. I, I, I'd tell them, you know what, if I could find a machine that prints these, you guys are gone. You're gone, all of you, out of here. Because artists are a particular fussy bunch. Oh my God. And if you could imagine dealing with 17 of them. And uh, we actually did find a machine that uh, would print banners Um, it it took a couple of years digital printing of banners when we first started um, airbrushing the banners it it wasn't what it was and the machines were just outrageously expensive and the only place that you could get a digital print was places that specialized in that stuff or sold sign supplies and they offered a digital print service and eventually we found we found, uh, uh, I think we had a, a Seiko color painter. It was a, uh, it would sit, it would print six foot wide, which was kind of neat. So we kind of started printing banners there. Um, softball, they really liked the vinyl banners. It was hard to get them to convert to the felt banners that we were doing. And eventually when we got the uh, vinyl banners, that was that was a lot that was a lot nicer. Um the problem was we didn't have all the cool um, <coughs> we didn't have all the cool um digital effects. It was they were pretty bland. It was pretty boring. Yeah, they kinda
0: they kinda like um they're, yeah, they are like, now really vibrant. They are now like, yeah, they are now. Actually, I just actually sold a 24-inch Epson um, last week yeah. that I bought it for my photo booth company, and I couldn't find. It. Oh and really? Finally, I, I sold it for 300 bucks. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I have another one too, but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna just give that one
1: away or what. Oh my it's god. Just, and, yeah. way and i'm I think also after I left banner's u s a bob he he eventually bought up more printers and stuff and um we just went all digital and he got tired of dealing with airbrush artists yeah, you know his yeah, his problem put- was that he was afraid that they were gonna steal everything that uh everything that he built you know and he I couldn't, I couldn't get him to understand that every one of these guys that we have here, every one that we have here could go back to where they're from and spin this off. Airbrush artists are opportunists. Okay. We see a, we see a business opportunity. We take it. So the best thing to do is to treat these guys nicely and make them want to come back, and at times that was that was difficult to that was difficult to do. I think I ended up doing um, damage control more than I did painting and stuff like that yeah, yeah that, that, that that's that's that's
0: say man I never thought about it that way, but i I could see an idea of somebody else's well. It ain't always average for me. If I see something that I yes. think I can do and I can make money from, I'm like, I'll am like, i look at it for a like, yes. And I'll come back home and I'll study, study, study until I figure it out. But that's how I did with the photo, I went to a photo booth thing. And yes. I took a photo booth and I said, I can do this. Let's start looking at all of it. And I
1: came right, right. home and yeah. did you, my You, Ralph, are the stuff. ultimate opportunist. But, yes, you are. You are. You, oh, you, wow. you do. I mean, Thanks. I, and I respect that. You, 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 you figure something out. Um, you were doing the refrigerators. You'd paint. You buy a refrigerator, paint it with superheroes, sell raffle tickets, and raffle that shit off.
0: Man, that seat, and that is would, I would make a thousand dollars on that fridge. Yeah, yeah.
1: Back to me. So. Oh, just a reminder, everybody, this uh, is the Ralph Kelly um, radio program, W-R-K-A, Ralph Kelly, Airbrush Graphics. Continue, Ralph. Yeah, thanks for the commercial.
0: Hey, so the bottles. I did, I don't.
1: We used Um, to sell a bottle. um, When I was with Banners USA, I needed to buy a whole bunch of bottles. For all these guys that were coming in from out of town and i found this guy on ebay and he actually happened to live locally to um me in here in california and he uh he uh i said hey i want to buy I, I i don't even know what i needed 300 but i said would you put them on my um because i didn't have the little two ounce bottles at the time i had the three ounce the wide bottles would you put them on my lids? If I give you the lids, would you put them on my lids? He said, yeah, no problem. And uh he did them. And I found that they um, the, they would pop off. His um, patented weld that he did was, it was okay. But, you know, when you're changing colors a lot and pulling that thing off, it, it would pop off. And so I had to figure out a better way to yeah. adhere that because I didn't want when we were busy, I didn't need guys coming up and say, Hey, this shit's broken, you know. So I I figured out I'd do like this little and I called it a staple, yeah. and I used stainless steel wire. And this stuff I got at Harbor Freight, and I would cut um, little sections of this wire. It's, it's kind of a complicated process, um, and I'm not going to explain it, but i would I would cut this wire, drill a hole through it, and crimp this wire to the through the top of the lid and the and the little fixture and that worked great and then, after like a soccer season, I called this guy and I says, "Hey, can you sell me the lids and your fixture?" I don't want your bottle. I just want the lids and the fixtures. So I would buy 300 at a time from him. And I found a company that would sell me bottles. I wanted to, he sold this stuff on eBay just like I did. And I wanted to differentiate what he had from what I had. So um, I changed the bottle shape. I did a, uh um, I think the brilliance in his design was that it was um and I think and I think he designed it. He claims to have designed it. And I think Createx might have stole it from him, but who knows, whatever. Um, was the straw. I love that straw that stuck down out of the bottom oh, of, of that thing. You get a clog, you pull that thing off, and you run a cleaner through that little straight through fitting. It was bitching. And so I started selling those on eBay. And uh I did okay you know I I'd, I I'd, I'd put my stainless steel staple on him he'd, he'd sell me 300 at a time and I would stand there in my garage and I'd drill the little tiny holes and and I'd crimp those little staples in there I had to build a special jig to do that and uh, just started selling them in sets of sixes and stuff I remember I gave a bunch away on uh, WCA and uh, that kind that helped a lot too
0: Yeah, that's that's how drug dealers do they Give you a sample, and then you hook, right. and then you gotta go right back home and buy all your, buy all your bottles. Oh, really? Okay. I'm doing it on live, and um, I'm doing it on live too, as well. I don't know if you
1: know oh, Ed, really? Um, oh, that's good. DeMortis, uh, you still you know, have some your you know, What's funny is, even my staple is not. It's not perfect. They still do fall apart. I mean, if you're constantly pulling those things off and on, they st- <coughs> excuse me. They still do fall apart, and uh, I'm so, I'm I'm happy to know that you know that that they're still working, and I still have a whole bunch. You know, I've still got a whole bunch of them that I use. Wait, you... see after the tea, everybody <laughs> really had a lime yeah.
0: Oh, oh, Gary, everybody right? I remember Gary, and then you, you <laughs> What? What well, you disappeared for a while?
1: Yeah. I I, mean, I, I kind of dropped out of the forum and didn't I didn't just didn't feel like I had anything to offer anymore. Oh, and I went on one time yeah. and I answered a question and some some asswipe came back and said uh oh, we talked about this. Read the read the post. Okay, fuck you. I deleted it and I said fuck you, I'm out of here. Assholes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a bunch of those. See, they, don't, they don't remember legends. Yes. Though, you know, it's the millennial come in
1: and they... Yeah, you know, they don't, don't remember, remember the
0: the who people from the
1: past. I'm sure if a guy yeah, named my- Kenny Albright showed up and started talking about airbrushing, it's like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. But that dude was like, he was, I, I know Pat Gaines knows who he is. Hey, and, yeah. Again, he disappeared too. Kenny Albright was a, just a brilliant airbrush artist that worked with him in Panama City, Florida. And, and uh, another guy that I know, Lance Slayton, was airbrushing out here. He was from Panama City also. Um, he had even mentioned him. Just brilliant airbrush artist. And he just like disappeared. And Pat Gaines, I think I remember him saying that he was living in the jungles of uh, South America, the rainforest of South America... Doing something, I you know, I don't know. You know. there's a lot of there's a lot of I found a
0: bunch of artists that yeah, really badass and you know, you don't know their name. Yeah, you know, there's you there's you guys know,
1: out there. Um yeah, a uh, there's guy that worked for me for at Six Flags for a while at uh, um, um, Les Salva. He's a great artist and he paints on glass he paints on glass and he uses glaze Ooh. and he'll do portraits of like rock and roll images uh, rock and roll uh, figures and, and, and uh, uh, various celebrities on glass and then he takes and he fires the glass in a kiln and he sells those. And they're just amazing looking. They're just bitching. Oh, A great crazy. segue, hey, right? It's
0: funny you mentioned six <laughs> that, was, that was the next question. How was Six
1: Flags? Yeah, we need to do this every week. Right. Hey, Six Flags. Hey, oh, great man, segue. We need there. to do
0: this every week. So uh, how was six flags? I I read on the question that you mentioned when we were talking earlier
1: about um that they wanted a lot of rent. You told them uh, yeah. you, know, you want to make more Yeah, I had done it for five years. So are um, you were out. I bought the location. And you can't really buy the location. Um, um, you can buy the fixtures or the you know, the equipment and fixtures. And I bought that from Steve Bray. He had had it for years. Um, I managed it for him for a while. And he wanted out. And so I bought the location from him. The park agreed to sign with me. And I think the rent was, I think um, you said uh, you're, when you were drawing at the rainforest, it went 30%. It was 30%. I think it was like 27 maybe when steve was there for many years and it went up to 30 and then it went up to 35 maybe and i think when i started it might have been a little over 35 but eventually it was going to go to 40 percent yeah yeah you they had, had employees, employees to- and stuff yeah, it was fly-
0: crazy I mean, I I had when I mean, I guess I was just in. I was an individual, so it was like thirty percent. After I was before they changed right. it, it was like I would sit out there, yeah, make all yes. the money myself, and at the end of the night, I have to give them the thirty percent. By the end, of the night, didn't feel like yeah, right. I had made so much. So I was like, oh, well, here you go. That's not nothing, but yeah. Oh, yeah and after you think about it like 30% is a lot. Just, a, just for a small like 5x5 space for your property, you only need to give you 30. But anyway, hey, I know a lot of people who uh, were at the park and it was like that, Yeah. Like, I remember you know, they really uh about how high I remember uh, was you had to pay it
1: out. Uh, Uncle Wolfie Yeah, he great writer, great artist. He was telling me yeah, uh, yeah, after I it. After I quit the park, he says, here, read this article. And it was by a caricature artist that had the location in the Missouri Six Flags location. And his, his um, I think it was a blog post, his blog post outlined exactly the reasons why I quit at the park. Just the rent was too high. They were selling season passes to people for, you know, 25 cents. It wasn't 25 cents, but it might as well have been. And people that come in on a season pass, they don't buy unique novelty items. They go in, they ride the rides, they leave. And I just saw I just saw that as the trend and if that's going to be the trend. And I was working, you know, sometimes just to say, because labor is your, your biggest expense. I was working seven days a week sometimes. And uh, yeah. And every weekend, every single weekend. Yeah, you have to be over. So that was kind of difficult. <clears throat> and I just decided I had to leave. Are you still a- um, no. Um, Are you still in contact with well him? Have He was on Facebook. And I kind of like, I drift in and out of Facebook. And I I don't keep a lot of contact with people. So um I haven't seen him on Facebook for quite a while. Yeah, I loaned him oh, really? <laughs> oh, shit. I, he, forgot I loaned him it. some money and he owes me. <laughs> okay.
0: Look, next question. I, I forgot all about that. You know, oh, I most, yeah. I remember
1: that. I sent him some money. But <clears> well, some you're going to have to find him was, again. He's in North yeah, Carolina, right. I think. So. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been married two years. Yeah.
0: Hey, so congratulations on the wife. I, I remember seeing pictures. Yeah, yeah I'm, still, I'm still your yeah. friend on Facebook. I only see. Yeah, that wacky uh, uh, tuxedo <laughs> uh, I was wearing. Yeah. yeah, we've. Yeah, we. We've,
1: we've so been I'm through ask that you about crap the already for the
0: school, but you told me about that. yeah man. hey so it it is more again ed, um well okay um, ed i hate, hate to you tell to you this but
1: no and and when i close the store what? um chino of uh, chino stencils or what is it nevada airbrush he asked if, if I could, if I would sell him my flip racks. I had two flip racks yeah. with all the designs on them. And I'm like, yeah, come and get them. And I think I sold them to him for $10 or something like that. No, I no, it's not $10. I didn't sell them to him for $10. It was maybe uh, 2000 oh. which I don't remember how much I sold them to him. What so, dear. Chino, if you're listening, I hope you're having fun with those.
0: Yeah, I'm looking through um, um your Facebook page, kind mean, like you know, for reminders. I remember seeing some of your. Yeah. And like I, I, did, I've I, I about said, I I told you I I, I grew you a couple of times, and I was looking for that on a... <laughs> yeah.
1: The zombie one, yeah, so like, like forgot about yes, those. I'm just a skinny little guy. Yeah, he was fighting,
0: yeah, he was fighting
1: bacon wood.
0: So yeah, that you yeah. Oh god, like I was just crazy. Food.
1: I still am. I, I love bacon. I'm it's even. like meat candy. Yeah, love fun. that shit.
0: <laughs> so um I guess it's you No, know, don't. So you I don't. I, I dropped power. off of there. So when so I when I started to, the Six Flags location, the goal was
1: that was gonna be it. So after I left uh, Banners USA I um Started working out of my garage, and I did the bottles. I did stickers. You know, I had a plotter. Uh, I and I airbrushed darn near anything and everything. And um, um and when and then I started managing the the six leg store up there for Steve and. Um, when he sold it to me, I wanted—I just wanted to put all that aside. Want to concentrate on that one thing, so I just stopped selling them. Uh, yeah, I got some, and I still use them. I don't—I don't, I don't have—they're not new. But you have a bunch of them left. So if someone wants, I, I use them. I saved enough for me to do, you know, stuff with.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay I'm not trying to get you, you to sell off your stuff.
1: I do have empty bottles. I got a whole bunch of those. No,
0: I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you, know I'm you know what I'm saying? You just got money left. Oh, man. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Those bottles could when be I was used. painting banners, yeah, I was convinced bottles, right? you
1: had they're to like have like the big four-ounce four ounce bottles. And, uh, know you like, know, we had big four-ounce bottles that uh, I would give everybody especially for black because you use black, a lot of black paint on soccer balls. And, uh, and then I realized, oh, you really don't need to have those big bottles. Just fill up a bunch of the little bottles. And I mean, that's a lot of weight to carry around all day. You know, we work from six in the morning till nine at night. And that's a lot of weight to carry around for, for the day. And at some point I just realized this is bullshit. I'm just gonna get these little tiny bottles. And you know what? I was a lot happier. Yeah. Well, what I, about the reason? Actually, a, okay, so this okay. is interesting. I, I, what what paywall? I, I tried price? to call Createx to um, try to order from them directly. I was ordering from Dave Monig at Coast Airbrush. And boy, Createx mm-hmm. is tough. No. We're not, and I even I even pumped up some numbers. You know, i buy ten thousand dollars worth of paint, and I pumped up some numbers, and they said no, nope, got to buy it from uh, our dealers, and the closest dealer was, of course, Coast Airbrush. So, it was difficult because for the quantity of banners we were doing, I don't think Dave could have kept up. I, I would have, I guess, I would have had to have to placed an order, um, way in advance, and that's, you know, that's a lot of money. createx was not cheap, and it's still not cheap. And one day, somebody called and said, "Hey, you airbrush banners?" Again, they were. I think by that time we were on the internet, and he says, "Hey, you airbrush banners? Can I send you some paint to try?" And I said, yeah, whatever, sure, fine, yeah, yeah. And it was, um, damn it, what was the name of that company? They were in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. No, not Aquaflow. It was, uh, who does wildlife AquaFlow? Nope, that's bad. I'm use of uh, SpectreTech. Spectrum. No, this um, is this company you've never even heard of. Damn it, I can't remember the E-Tag. name of the company. Anyways, they sent me some paint. I loved it. The only problem was their black was just it wasn't that intense black that we're used to with createx and aquaflow. And I said, Your your paint is great. How much is it? And they had their, their prices were way less than Createx. Um, so they charged based on the color. And the reason that they did that was because pigments, some pigments cost more than other pigments. Black was the cheapest pigment. So our black paint, which we used a lot of, was... Way, way oh, cheaper on, than buying Createx. And this stuff... Say again? Come on, man. Black, it... black can't be Say that no. again? Don't
0: you know what time we...
1: Oh. Yeah, Black... Okay, go ahead. black... So Createx no, charges go ahead. the same uh, price I, across I the board. Talking. You know, they they charge like an average, I think. Um, blue, certain blue pigments are, and red pigments and yellow pigments are expensive pigments. Black pigments are really cheap pigments. And so they, but they would charge one price across the board. These guys in Pennsylvania, they were charging based on the color. So, you know, all the prices were different. You know, red might be, you know, $18 a gallon and black was $9 a gallon and certain blues or a certain color. And I asked them if they would custom mix some colors for me and they did. Um, so I was buying palettes of paint from those guys and they were great. I I would actually um call the owner and just place my order with him. But it was uh it was a great, great company, great, um, great relationship I had with these guys. And if I can remember the name, I'll tell you. No, nope. No, whoever did wildlife colors, whoever does the wildlife colors, um, you'd have to look at it. Up. I've actually been, um, that's that's who it was, but they were they were great. Let me see,
0: yeah, oh, so yeah, I, I, lately, Createx has been thick, yeah. Or it's been like it's just too clunky or whatever, yeah. and I'm I'm lazy, so I don't have time to go back to the store yeah. to replace, that to replace it. They like, I got time for it. Be right the first time. Um, why he... So uh, yeah. somebody asked why did why did you drop off, I- yeah. or yeah, off the iPhone yeah, yeah,
1: just like year? felt like I, I didn't, didn't felt like uh Everest I, I anymore, didn't, I couldn't offer like, anything couldn't offer any 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 valuable information so and remember what i said when i got on the wca forum that was like a that was that was like painful i thought oh god i gotta go on this forum i i don't want to go on a forum and you know i actually did enjoy it and I'm i'm not the type of guy that like joins clubs or anything like that i you know so Yeah,
0: but but you know, Ab-Russian, uh has a solid foundation. It's a foundation like you have, you know, signs and daggers and you know, you
1: know, all that
0: stuff. So that'll never change, no matter what. So you do have some kind of something to share. It's just, it's just. I guess the people now yeah. feel like, well, you. Know, I, I think I think I'm being called an old head now. I'm like, damn, man, I didn't think I was. Okay. Yeah. So I remember you had a, a yeah. People were trying to do I, trucker hat. I hats still actually, if I go out,
1: out in my garage right like now, I have that stupid. I have that. It's have a panel that I would cut out of uh, masonite, and I would attach it to, like a, I think it's a a block of four by six lumber. And the uh, trucker hat that the curve of the brim would tuck underneath the panel and you pull it down like a bungee cord or whatever a piece of rubber latex tubing or something and if I go out to the garage I've still got one of those panels left I think Doug Burke actually says hey can you send me a like a template for that because I want to make one and I, I had considered making those to sell too but yeah once again blah didn't do it killing me you're killing me, Smalls.
0: You're killing me, man. What? You, the potential money you, you know what's the biggest thing selling right now? Yeah. Trucker hat and, and all that those
1: everybody's doing yeah. all these designs on trucker hats. And, and it would I think It would. The only problem was if you're doing something out, round right? and it, it flat needed flat to be out, round in the right? end after you got it off that uh off that uh, thing, it looked like a football. You know, it was okay for footballs, but if you're doing a soccer ball or a baseball, nobody wants their soccer ball or baseball looking like a football. So you had to you had to work at it very gingerly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but you see all this potential you have to- all
1: this potential money, <laughs> revenue. I know, there. I'm a lazy ass, I'm sorry. Actually, what I think Garage, would be cool man. would be to, um, and I had some designs for the projector stands and I thought that those would be a really cool thing to sell because nobody has them. I think I saw um, maybe um, uh, Artograph had a stand, but it didn't have any wheels on it. And it would uh it would raise up and down. You had a you had a lock nut on there and you'd raise it up and down, and you put your projector on the platform and you could raise it up and down, which is which is really neat. But shit, you know, I wanted I wanted wheels. I wanted a thing to roll up and down. And before I left Banners USA, uh Bob asked if I would um build, because he knew I was gonna take the uh the ones that my dad built with me when I left. He asked me if I would build um, some for him. And I did. And I used, what did I use? I think I, it's this company called 8020. Um, it's an aluminum extrusion company. And I built a bunch of stands for him. And we had custom bases made with wheels and stuff like that. And they worked really great. And they were counterbalanced. You know, so that you didn't have to lift the weight of that projector up and down. Should I even took the I even took the 300 watt bulb out of those things because I had to have three in a room, and those 300 watt bulbs they get hot. And I took those bulbs out and I changed them for uh, fluorescent. LEDs weren't a thing then. Yeah, I think LEDs even get a little get get hot too. But boy, I mean. It was terrible, and I put fluorescent yeah, bulbs yeah. in there, and those work, too. Yeah.
0: I remember, you know what? I was cleaning up my shop uh, a couple of months ago. When we were all closed. We were all closed down. And I had oh, yeah.
1: I yeah, think yeah, yeah. yeah. You built one, before I think. Was, I remember uh, that. To, I
0: talked you know, to you about that. the banners up and down because had to move the
1: Yep. Yeah, I built the pull- Yeah, I think I built gonna, them. A, like Ultimately, a, a track. Um, I worked and for Steve Bray painting a- teams a- for fast team banners a- for a while and and I was See, just yeah. like beat my you know bending over to do these things. I thought this is bullshit. And so on one of his easels, I think I, I did like a slide up and down and I put a pulley and I had weights on the back of it. So all you had to do was just sort of lift it up and down. It would roll really easily. Man, it was great. I think he still ha- he still has it down there. He still uses it. Yeah, I
0: remember when you were talking about it. And I kind of like, I'm going to build it just a few more. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I actually built it. We I told a couple. we did a fence with it. And I, um, <laughs> actually I tore it apart uh just recently yeah, yeah. I, my shop was horrible because when we when we closed for the couple of months during the pandemic it was like okay i'm gonna i'm done so i went into the shop and i started throwing oh, wow. everything away because i had like throughout the course of oh, the time wow. i had like maybe five or six shops so i had all six crammed inside that, that one spot so
1: yeah i i up in the Ultimately, it wanted, oh, I wanted I wanted it way. to be a power I yeah, when I thought I like, me and Gary were talking about You this. use linear linear motion yeah. Uh, yeah. uh uh rails and um you can buy uh uh like screws like linear motion screws and I I wanted to make it like a foot pedal, you know, on the floor, raise and lower. You can raise it and lower it. But
0: Yeah. Dude, I built something like that. I built something like that recently. It's a um, they have these, arms, these power arms. Yeah, and yeah, It's yeah. just a button you push and it goes up. Um, oh, okay. I built something like that the other day for something else for a gun rack.
1: Well, I find it thin- n- if for money, no, no, uh, I haven't. Have, have thought about, have thought about actually maybe some fine art thing? Getting into some fine art thing. Yeah. I've got. Paintings that I do. I've done a couple of paintings for the house and and I really enjoy doing that. Um, I like the found art, the found object thing. You remember I telling you about a piece of metal, yes. you mount it to a piece of wood, and you paint something on it. I think that's cool. I, I like that, but I don't think I'm going to be airbrushing um, no. full time again ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked for, uh, 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 after, guy,
0: um, after, after, the, after the, the I, I uh, closed my uh, Six Flags store,
1: um, I was working for a guy named Chris DeRubis, and he does these wine glasses. And so I would assist him in the production of his artwork. And it was all with uh, urethanes, and, you know, they were all clear-coated, and and he had a special um stencil system to get them all done and uh so and that paid pretty good but it was inconsistent it was really really inconsistent work you know they'd get a bunch of orders for um artwork and we'd go and do them and and then that would sort of dry up and i'd be out of work for a week or a month or something But that was that was a good learning experience too. So that was they were Those were done on aluminum panels, and they had the whole grind thing. And you know, if you look them up, I, some of his work is pretty nice. What's his name? Oh, That's Matheson. What, oh, I, I, Dennis Matheson. It, it, I like, yeah. yeah.
0: In, in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, his stuff is great. I love his work.
0: Oh, yeah? He does a tiki Yeah. I went by a shop when I was in Hawaii. And, and, yeah, I kept missing him. Oh, that's great. But um, I took a bunch of pictures of the shop. So we talked about it. And I finally got over there and I met him. He gave me some stencils and stuff like that. And he did it. I came home and I saw him trying to to do the grind up metal things and yeah, Chris but over there, there his shop. A- he had a
1: whole production line. He had guys that did fair. the grinding and applying of his stencils, and and then me and what? some other guys did the painting, and and he'd do the finish up and sign his name to it. They they were called uh, um, hand painted prints. P- pretty much. That's. Um, but you know what. You know what? A lot of nobody yeah, like has to do all the work. They, they the do feet? they'll paint yeah. the original, they have Giclee prints done, yeah. and then they'll have maybe some assistants sit and add actual brush strokes to the Giclee prints, and then those go out to the galleries. Yeah, I mean he was making money.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, that's that's the way to do it, I guess. <laughs>
1: no, I know. You There's you gotta see my garage. I, like I, I went through and just clean cleaned all of my stuff. airbrushes. Yeah, I posted a picture on Facebook garage. recently of all the airbrushes, and I posted them. They're up on the wall. I I have them hanging on the wall, and so I went through and I cleaned them, and I wanted to know which ones worked and which ones didn't, and so I cleaned wow. them all up. Took the ones that didn't work out put them in my toolbox and um it's gonna sound nuts but to keep them clean i wrapped them in saran wrap (laughs) so they're all they're all on the wall wrapped in saran wrap oh boy it probably will, and it's gonna piss but my see, wife off. See this podcast because she, like she's already complaining that again, I spend too much time in the garage. Be like, you know what? <laughs> so,
0: I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, waiting for you to finish talking to this this airbrush dude. You know my wife's birthday dinner's ready. And she's
0: sitting in the other room waiting on me to finish so we can go out.
1: That was Vegas. What'd you do? Go gambling? So
0: she'll be fine. No, I, I, I oh, don't like organized gambling. We we went zip lining, we went walk we walked the strip. We went uh we no, did a bunch of stuff. It was a. Uh, we went ate at a Gordon Ramsey restaurant. Uh, yeah, we had um we didn't like it. it. It We didn't finish our food. We ended up really? Left, we ended <laughs> so you go to Gordon Ramsay's
1: restaurant, you don't like the food.
0: Oh,
1: my <laughs> goodness. Oh,
0: no. A $300 meal. My wife took one bite of uh, oh. um, beef wellington. Oh, And yeah, it was yeah. too raw for her. It
1: wow. was raw. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. So three hundred bucks. For but it costed me three. So it cost three hundred bucks for you to find out that you didn't like Gordon Ramsay's cooking. Oh
0: my like, damn! I know, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him.
1: <laughs> hey, can I get can my, my three hundred dollars back? By to to the way. way? <laughs> yeah,
0: man, that's just ridiculous. And it was like, yeah. I guess she wanted to go for the experience, and, and
1: um, so you can, we got the
0: experience, and we figure out. Yeah, no. Wait, wait. wait we should have. Yeah it right. Season. Yeah we'll right.
1: Season. We, we yeah, buy it, I so, don't get know, know, like either. I, got I go to Vegas, I'll watch, I'll see the shows and stuff like that. I might pump twenty dollars into a slot machine or something, but that's about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, well, since COVID, I think all of there's no shows. Um, I actually yeah. went a and play blackjack. Yep. I paid yep. forty dollars and I lost. it in You last know what three
1: you do is you, you go and you slowly put your quarters in or whatever, whatever machines you play. I find the cheapest machines, like the quarter machines, and you wait for the drink lady to come around and give you the free drinks. Yeah. And you get a couple of free drinks. What?
0: That's a process, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get the free That's drinks process, and then you get up to right? leave. That's how
0: you do. It.
1: You wait. I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah.
0: I don't think. I don't, really? I don't think any meal that we had there was under $100. And it was like simple enchiladas. We had enchiladas 89. and it was like $89. <laughs> we got the I can simple, see you sitting there. Wait,
1: enchiladas? A 89 dollars for Everybody, enchiladas every, every, you're telling me these corn tortillas with sauce on them are for, for, you
0: know, 89 dollars how
1: much was the burrito 95. my wife
0: had a burrito i had enchiladas and we had a drink. Oh man combined it was in there by bill was 89 dollars. Oh. that was like a 40 how Vegas has changed, right? $40, $40 meal here. It was like, everything is better. Vegas. Yeah, I'm, oh, not, New York is I'm done with Vegas. New York. Well, I was supposed I to go to New, New York. York when it, we were supposed to go to New York. So we were going to land, and it was uh, quarantine. So they said as soon as you get off the plane, you go straight to the hotel, and you quarantine. Uh, I said, well, we're only going to be there for three days. So you stay there for the three days in your hotel room, and then you leave the hotel, oh. go straight to the airport, and
1: you leave, and then you, yeah, quarantine that. and then you get back to Texas. Like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah no. don't do no. So that. that's where we <laughs> end up pushing the Vegas. Hey, no problem, buddy. Yeah, no. So, Gary,
0: thanks for your time, and... <laughs> When are you going to put those bottles and cap don't, bottles? Don't count on, on it anytime soon.
1: That. Um, but none, you to- never know. Maybe you lit a fire under me, Ralph. <coughs> Do a redesign. I'm trying to tell you. I'm to tell
0: you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tell you. People going
1: to... Yeah, people I know. Still people like them. ...and
0: people could still use it. As, as I was... Yeah. Especially, man, I'm telling you, everybody's doing hats. Everybody's doing hats. And you have that simplest form. <laughs> okay. Man, make you a couple of those. Test the water. Put it out.
1: Ralph, Get you it. are the, the king of opportunity.
0: Get go somewhere.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to make you some money, man.
1: Ralph, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, I- uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate well, it. It's good man. to be. Uh, remembered thanks for the memories
0: <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. You yeah ask me to ask you. I, I just haven't been
1: you know what you, here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna try to make some more time to to, to be on the the airbrush forums on Facebook
0: You have
1: something somebody wants to know. Yeah, yeah. You have. Like, you have uh, that, you know, how do I get into it? airbrushing? Well, first, you got to get a couple of divorces under your belt, and then you have to have no okay. hope for the future in any other occupation, <laughs> and then you got to get an airbrush yeah. and practice for about a year, and people usually. People usually walk what? away dejected. Oh, man. All right, Ralph. Uh, you too. Take care of yourself. Good yeah. talking to you again, my friend.
0: All right. Thanks a Bye-bye, lot, Gary. Bye. You have a great night.
1: All right. Gary's out. Yeah, you too, bro. right. I'll be
0: posting this tomorrow. Air Graphic Podcast is a production of Air Graphics Airbrushing. It's written and hosted by me, fellow airbrusher Ralph Kelly. If you want to see any of my work, check out my website, www.argraphics1.com, or on my Facebook, Ralph Kelly. Thanks for listening.